Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. We're back with a quick episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Today is currently Tuesday, March 1st at 523 or 1723 if you're on military time, um, Pacific Standard Time. And I wanted to talk about the moon. But before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friend. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to limit your ears once a week for about an hour or so. And I hella appreciate that. So I know everyone has been talking about the moon and moon cycles and things of that nature. And I was inspired by Drea Fish. Shout out to Drea Fish. She actually um, had asked me a question um, in a private conversation about the moon. And um, I was like, you know what? I want to go on mic and talk about this because there may be some people who just need a quick overview just to kind of get an understanding. Um, I, again, this is surface level stuff i don't want to go too too deep um because sometimes these types of concepts for people that are new can get a little confusing so i will just keep it as concise as i possibly can so um so first off okay what is the moon the moon is not a planet the moon is a luminary just like the sun and um just like the other planets though and the luminary like the other luminary the sun they have its the moon has its position um i i call the moon her um i give moon the feminine um the feminine um designation because when i look at mama moon um i've discovered mama moon actually as a child and didn't quite realize how dope she was i knew that she affected the the ocean i knew that she affected the plants cuz my parents or my grandparents excuse me my grandparents followed the almanac for planting and um, very they were very clear. My granddaddy especially was very clear about following the almanac and planting by the moon. So I knew even with my fascination as a little girl with the planting and things of that nature that the moon played a very big part in how plants were able to grow and things of that nature. And I use an almanac to this day. I'm actually planting my spring garden right now. So I knew the moon was cool for certain things like that. But in terms of energy and manifesting and things, I didn't put two and two together because I just didn't know. So as I got older, I realized the same way that the moon can um, affect the, the ocean and affect the, the plants. It can, and it can affect us like we do the same, like, it's the same thing. Like, there's no difference between us being um, humans wanting to make things grow and sprout and manifest just like the plants that literally manifest themselves from seed to sprout to growing leaves, growing branches, and eventually having leaves or fruit to harvest from. So when I realized that, everything started to click. So I'm going to go over a brief overview. Um, and this information is from, and I want to make sure I give the credit because, you know... People be stealing information. But I will say that um, most of this information I got was from Moon Phase Astrology, The Lunar Key to Your Destiny, and that's written by Raven Caldera. So shout out to Raven Caldera. So first things first. So how do you track the moon, right? Now, some people are like hardcore ephemerists. They plan it, you know, they sketch out the sky whenever they feel like it. I know how to do that because that's how I was taught. Shout out to Dr. Sherry Henderson for teaching me how to do that and sketch the own the charts and things of that nature with astrology but um in terms of the moon phases um that's that's also like more astronomy <laughs> as well like you have to do i feel like with astrology you have to have some working knowledge of astronomy in order to understand it because sometimes astronomy will tell you what phase is in but they don't really tap in as much some some people that study astronomy don't really care much about the signs as they care about the phases but what I like to do is I like to get everything. So I have two apps. There's one app that I use more than the others. 
that first app is the full moon app that is on ios i have an iphone guys so if you know if you don't have an iphone i'm not sure if it's on google play but um what i will say is that full moon is good because it tells you the phases and the signs there is a paid option it's not very expensive um, but that is how i track the moon and as of right now the moon is currently in the very 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 early stages of new moon it is currently 0.6 percent illuminated you can barely see it if anything um so the sky should be dark tonight it is currently in pisces so um and this is according to full moon app tomorrow it'll be officially new moon as it did transition out of aquarius earlier today so it hasn't even been a full i mean it's probably maybe been four hours since it kind of got into pisces so it's very very new um and then tomorrow it's um quote unquote new moon um as it is in pisces from the jizzump <laughs> and then um, after that it will fade out um into a waxing crescent on the third and then on the fifth excuse me on the fourth it will still be a waxing crescent but it'll change out of pisces into aries and then um it'll still be a waxing crescent so let's just get into the faces real quick because um sometimes we will make the assumption and i understand it because I've, I've made them same assumptions that the moon phases change every three days and sometimes we'll think we're in a new moon phase when we're actually in a waxing crescent stage which is not a new moon phase and if you are a person that wants to know what the meanings of the moon phases are you're in a wrong phase so you know it may be a situation where people are trying to set intentions when they actually should be putting forth action because of the fact that they think they're in a new moon phase but they're actually in a waxing crescent so let me just go ahead and go over the moon faces really quickly so you can um so I can tie this together. So basically the new moon is when we tune into our deepest desires and we get clear about what we want and we start to set our intentions. And sometimes people write this down. Uh, me personally, I love to write. I'm a writer. Uh, other times people, you know, jot them down electronically. Um, that's fine. Me personally, I feel like putting the energy behind actually putting your handwriting on it is much stronger for me that's just me then after that a few days after that again roughly roughly three-ish kind of days because these cycles are like 28 29 days long so um, after that you're going to go to a waxing crescent moon at this point you've gotten clear in new moon phase now you're like yo it's time to get some action and get it popping. Now, some people encourage taking large steps. I feel like sometimes that's not applicable. Sometimes things have to go in small steps. My thing is take any kind of step as long as it's towards what you want to manifest um, based on the intentions that you set forth in new moon phase. Then a few days after that, eh, about three-ish, four-ish days after that, you're in waxing quarter moon. Again, to double check where I'm at though, I do check full moon app or to check the actual phase. Sometimes I will check the um, moon phase app as well. The moon phase app is not as precise with the astrological sign the moon is in, but it does appear to be more precise when it comes to the actual um, phase that it's in. And then um, what else? Don't want to get sidetracked here. So now at that point, you'll start to see the moon get larger quote-unquote larger um the moon waxes which means it expands and then it wanes which means um it gets smaller it shrinks so what i've learned with gardening is that there's certain things you do while the moon is getting more illuminated getting brighter getting larger and to me sowing seeds during that time is the best thing um it's a little 
I mean, I'm not saying that you can't sow seeds during waning moon because there are exceptions to some of this stuff, in my personal opinion. Um, I don't want to get too rigid in my practices to where I feel incomplete or wrong or like I'm missing something. Um, if I don't follow something 100% to the T, some of us are tapped in a certain way. Like I was telling um, D Fish, like I was telling her, like I'm tapped in with nature to where, you know, like, you know, cycles can be connected. Um, my ancestors and I are connected. I know when to go outside. I know not when to go outside. Sometimes, you know, you're tapped into where it doesn't have to be so rigid. But at one point I did follow the moon phases. It, it was a interesting um, way to learn discipline in terms of paying attention to the moon cycles. So I did know what was going on, even if I chose or, or didn't choose to take action during that time. So going back to the phases, it's dark when it's a new moon, you can't really see it. As it slowly starts to illuminate, it gets like a little crescent. Um, yes, like crescent rolls, y'all. <laughs> it's like that little tiny little sliver, like a little pie uh, shape. Um, and that's when you start to take action. Then when it's the waxing quarter moon, that is where you start to check out where you're at in relation to the goal. So it's like a quick little self-check. Like, uh-uh, it's been about a week, a little over a week. Where are you at? Between what you intended to do, what you're doing, and how you're feeling about that. This is the part where you reset and you re-strategize and you regroup. And then you go on about your way in the same direction that you were trying to manifest um, during the new moon and waxing crescent moon. The waxing gibbous moon. Again, this is where it starts to kind of start looking like it's almost full, but it isn't. This is more like a, uh, it's over three quarters, but it's not quite um, full. It's almost there though. At this point, it's been almost two weeks. And at that point, um, you start to continue to put energy and take actions towards the goal. Some people pray um, the entire phase. Sometimes people kind of set special prayers. Sometimes people take more action around this time. Any kind of energy um, towards the goal, from what I've learned in my personal experience, works. Then once it is full, it's at 100%. Now, this is where I'm going to probably um, disagree or kind of come off different to those that kind of follow it different. And that's completely your choice i'm not really in the business of arguing um i think arguing about stuff like this is counterproductive to those that need help like i see people argue about astrology all the time and i think it's stupid everybody want to argue about 12 versus 13 sign astrology it's like whatever is working for people let it work for them because i feel like sometimes the need to be right overshadows the message but that's neither here nor there but for me, though, I think that the full moon, when it's at 100 percent, that's when I want to take advantage. When it starts to wane, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about it. Like 95 to 100 percent, really. But 100 percent is ideal for me. That's why, you know, if you want to take time to kind of carve things out, you definitely have the right to do so. So you can kind of see where you're at and you want to plan your um, your ability to manifest or plan your activities around that to make sure that you're not missing anything. You're free to do that. But when it's the full moon, this is around maybe a little over two weeks um, for the next couple of days after that. This is where we celebrate what works. We release what doesn't. Um, and we kind of continue to prepare to move forward. Now, with the full moon, anybody, I feel like any release is a good release. Sometimes it may not be releasing what doesn't work. Sometimes you might be doing something that does work. But if there's some mindsets or some things that might have happened outside of the manifestation you want to release, or even while you're taking time to prepare to manifest, if that's something that you, um, something pops up that you want to release, or you just have a random thing you want to release, I just feel like, you know, that's fine. You can do that during a full moon as well. Again, side note, you can release anytime you want to. 
But if you're following the moon cycles, they're saying that the full moon is when you would do that. So like I said, you can you can release any time you want to because I, I release every day. But when it comes to following the moon cycles in relation to the goal that you want to manifest, if you're going to follow it this way, they're saying the full moon is the good time or the best time to do that. After that, the moon's going to start getting smaller. So now it's shrinking. So now since we had a, a waning, um, excuse me, a waxing um, crescent moon, a waxing uh, quarter moon, a waxing gibbous moon. Now these next phases are going to be waning because they're getting smaller. So now we have a waning disseminating moon and that's going to shrink and get about halfway all the way down to halfway. At this point, that'll be at the three week mark of the moon cycle. And that is when you relax and you allow yourself to kind of start integrating everything that's happened since day one. So this is where we start tying things together um, with all the effort and the intentions and the celebrating and releasing. That's when we kind of step back up like, okay, now let's tie this all together and connect all the dots. After that, from about halfway full to about looking something like a crescent moon, um, that's the waning quarter moon. At this point, it's about maybe 25, 24, 25 days um, into the cycle. Again, these are approximate amounts. Again, for preciseness, I really do like the full moon app and the moon phase app. But at this stage, this is where you're going to review where you're at. So the same way you reviewed the quarter moon, the waxing quarter moon where you were, it has to readjust and regroup and, and go back to kind of um, realign yourself. The waning quarter moon is where you're going to review once again to reassess and realign. And if you have some things that you might not have been happy about, about how the process had went or something you could have done differently, this is the part where you um, let that go um, and continue in the direction of where you want to go. And then um, the balsamic moon, like a smaller crescent moon again, when it gets smaller and prepares to go back to black to prepare for another new moon um, and another moon phase or new, excuse me, moon cycle, excuse me. So when it gets to that point where it's like, eh, little tiny like crescent gets smaller, smaller, smaller. At this point, we're at the end of the 28, 29 day cycle. And that is when you sit still and you take care of yourself. It's like a debrief, like a meeting. You meet with yourself. Okay, hey girl, what works? What didn't work? What are we going to do better next time? What can we continue to put forth if we have the same goal for the next cycle? I think sometimes people think that Moon cycles are where you just magically manifest everything you ever wanted in life in 28 to 29 days. Now, for big goals, it can work for some people. But I also encourage folks to be realistic because sometimes these moon cycles take time. Sometimes you might have to work on a goal for three or four moon cycles, five or six moon cycles and continue on. It's about harnessing the energy in the sky to get what you need. You know what I mean? It's not about just doing everything in 20 to 29 days. So with the moon cycle, I just tell people to, you know, have patience with yourself and don't put yourself against a time clock or a pressure cooker in order to get things done immediately because you're going to set yourself up for disappointment and failure. But I also think this is a good time to be present in our processes, too, because sometimes we do things and we don't take a time to pause and review or realign or reassess. So that's my my um my bright side about some of these things is that even though the prize may not be immediate or it may not come even at the end of that cycle it does allow us to pause and actually be more present in our lives while we are doing these small steps over 
um, a short group of days. So, you know, three days for doing, you know, intentions and then three or four days for kind of putting the action like it breaks it up in the steps to where you literally have one thing or one um, type of mission for each um, phase to focus on. And that kind of causes you to stay suspended in the moment, taking action during the moment and when necessary, reassessing, realigning, re-strategizing in the moment, reviewing, releasing in the moment, celebrating in the moment. So I like these types of exercises. I think they're good for people that need to reground themselves. Um, and at the end of that cycle, you do have the opportunity to love on yourself, realign, go out in nature, ground yourself, get your mind right. Because come new moon, the next day, you're going to have another opportunity to do it again. So for those that are struggling with presence in their lives, I think that's a good exercise to kind of get you back in the swing of things and to realign you with nature. That is one good way to do it. At least for me, it was. Um, and again, what works for some may not work for others, but I always am a person of before discrediting it, just try it out. I think with spirituality, especially with social media spirituality, we are unwilling collectively to try things out for ourselves because we want an immediate result in a microwave instant gratification type of um, prize. And that's just not how this process works. The journey is never ending. It's not something where you're 25 and everything just opens up. no. There might be a door that may open, but now it's a door to a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother house. And you have to kind of go through that and kind of explore everything. And you might realize you might not even like the house that you just stepped into. And you step out and you go to another door. You open the door and see what's behind that door. It might not be a house. It might be a trail. And now you're walking across the trail. Now you're figuring out what works and what doesn't work. You had a fork in the road. You can go left. You can go right. You pick left. Some things will happen. You might be like, oop, I don't like this. Let me redirect. You find yourself back to that crossroads. You take the right trail. It might be a little bit, um, it might make you a little bit happier. So I'm just saying all that to say that trusting the journey and trusting the process and most importantly, realigning with nature is a game changer. Yes, going outside is cool. Yes, putting your feet on the ground is cool. I'm all for that. But nature is so much more than just ground. Um, you know, it is the, the trees that come out of the ground. It is like the birds and the falcons and the hawks that fly overhead. It's the possums that you're probably and raccoons that you're probably terrified of. I'm not saying go and be like me and, and interact with animals because that's my jam. I love me some animals. OK, like y'all see me if it ain't butterflies, wolves, owls. I mean, my favorite animal, I've touched almost every favorite animal of mine ever. Like I've either kicked it with them or had an um, interactive experience with them. So I, I love it. It's a different type of energy that these insects and these animals are on. But um, I just want people to expand their mind that if you're not into animals, look upwards, look up even more, tap in with the sky and see what's going on there. Um, if you have money for a telescope, get a telescope, look at some of the constellations in the sky. This is something that we see every day. Learn about the clouds, the different um, types of clouds and what they do. Like sometimes nature gives us signs and we don't realize it. We wonder why it's raining. It's like the clouds, <laughs> the clouds that produce rain was right there. <laughs> they were right there above our head. So that's a good way to connect with nature and just kind of get back tapped in. So I didn't want to make this episode too long. Oh, it's almost 20 minutes. 
Well, we're about 10 minutes longer, but, you know, I just wanted to make sure that um, I got all my points off. So, again, it's currently 544 here, Tuesday, March 1st um, in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. It's currently 73 degrees. Oh, beautiful. But um, don't forget to tap into the podcast. Um, if you are just now listening to this episode, I have 260 plus other episodes for you to listen to over the last five and a half years. So please tap in. If you have not signed up for the text list or email list, what are you waiting on? I am launching something very soon that will not be um, opening the social media no time soon. Um, so I would like to connect with you off app. Not to mention, I'm going to be reducing my social media time very, very soon. So to sign up to, for the text list, you can text the word uh, podcast to 81493 or you can click the link in my show notes. If you are not getting a confirmation message, if you're clicking the link, Go to your messages if you have iOS and check your uh, filters. If you've had filtering on for your messaging, check unknown senders and I will be there most of the time. For some people, they're saying that I'm there. Some people are saying I'm not there. But either way, I got your number, boo. I got you. Just make sure that you confirm if you get the confirmation message. Um, also, if you want to sign up for my email list, you can click the link in my show notes again and you can sign up as well. Um, if you like the podcast, please leave a review. I would love to um, see how Spiritual Homegirl is um, impacting your life in any way. And again, if you want to sign up for the text list, that's my favorite thing I'm nurturing right now. I'm not even going to front. Text podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to 81493. So with that being said, um, I did not plan on going on mic today. I had all the intentions of, again, kind of doing some new moon things. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get back to that. So with that being said, y'all, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Home Girl Podcast. My name is Maria, the one, the only, the original OG Spiritual Home Girl. And remember, <laughs> trust the journey, trust yourself, and tap it with nature, okay? Love y'all. Peace.